0: what's up everybody welcome to the genius corner brought to you by nabra talk shout out to the nabra family don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms like instagram twitter soundcloud youtube and spotify Um, just type in nabra talk that's n-a-b-r-u-h talk and leave a comment underneath um, leave a comment underneath your favorite episodes and make sure you hit that like button without further ado let's get started All right. The first thing I want to talk about today um, is friendship. So I want to know, like, at what point do you stop trying to help someone who you feel is becoming more of a burden than a friend? Right. So before we really get into that, let's let's break down the meaning of friendship. We all have a different understanding of what friendship entails. But for the most part, it means being there for someone. See, I was nine years old when I made my first real friend. That's a pretty long time without having like a legitimate friend. But before that, most of my social life included my family that I lived with and it didn't bother me at all. I was cool with it. It's not like I was sad because I didn't have friends at school. <laughs> I literally just went to school, minded my business and went home to enjoy my sister and cousin's company. Now, the friendship I made in the fourth grade, it was interesting because we were not the same people. I was really quiet. Um, I was more, you know, I was quiet. I didn't misbehave. I really just I was really that kid who did not give anyone any problems or the teacher at all. Um, I may have had trouble with like academics, which is normal. I was, you know, I wasn't perfect. But for the most part, as a be from a behavior standpoint, I didn't really give any problems. But for that, for the friend that I had, it was very much different for him. He was more out there. He was, you know, he was very vocal. He was very different. So I could not relate to most of the kids in class for a few reasons. When, you know, when they talked about, um, sports i couldn't relate because i couldn't watch sports i have cable at that time um i only saw the highlights the two minute highlights on like the news channel if it was like the knicks they were discussing or the nets or something like that so when their conversations revolved around sports i couldn't relate to it now i learned how to play certain sports like i learned i learned the concept of basketball um i I understood um, football a little bit um, I played sports with those kids during recess, and even that was a challenge for me. Now, my friend in the fourth grade, he became our friend because we took the same bus to school and we were in the same class. The only thing we had in common was the bus ride in the classroom. One thing I did appreciate about that friendship was he really had my back. He was cool. Um, he, he was cool to me, at least. He respected me. He didn't um, make fun of me or anything like that. Like, he was really, like, honestly a true friend. Now, a year later, we're in the fifth grade. I didn't see him all summer because in a Haitian household, there's no such thing as going to your friend's house, especially not at the age of, like, 9 or 10. (laughs) Not until you're, like, 15 years old. Like, your parents... Haitian parents do not play this game talking about can I go to my friend's house they're going to ask you what friend do I know this friend do I know their parents after they start hitting you with those questions just forget about it and they're going to say don't you have friends here especially in the household that I lived in they're going to my mom would have said do you not have friends in this house your cousins live downstairs you have your sister here and it was a full house so I really in in their in their perspective there was no need for me to be leaving where I live to go find some someone else to um to play with basically. So one of the first things I noticed um one of the first things my friend told me when we when we saw each other in you know for the first day in school Um, fifth grade was that he said that i changed this was after he had asked me this is funny he had asked me if he could like copy off copy off of my homework so this is like the first week of school we get homework obviously and i told him no and the reason why i told him no is because i was like in my head i'm like you should have done your homework like this is not me not wanting to be your friend but in my head i was like you why didn't you do your homework and now clearly at a young age if your homeboy asks to see the answers to the to your homework you'll show him or her the um you'll show your friend your homework most likely but i said no because i never practiced that type of behavior like i didn't grow up where you know we 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 share each other's answers like in my household the way we run things is you're gonna do your homework and if you don't know it you tell the teacher you don't know it um and if you ain't do your homework, you ain't do your homework. You're going to take that L. So that's how I was raised. So I, I wasn't familiar with someone coming up to me and asking me, yo, let me copy off your homework or let me copy off your test. I really d- did not understand the concept of that. Um, I was never comfortable with those kind of behaviors. I didn't really care. So he told me I changed. I was like, whatever. I don't care. What? So what? Um, it's a big deal. Cool. He He spent most of the year. Well, the first few months or the first like week or something like that saying that I changed. I really didn't understand what he meant by that. I was like, I don't know what you mean, but whatever. Um, So after the after the fifth grade, we go our separate ways in, in regards to middle school. So he goes to one middle school on the other side of town. I go to another one Um, and we don't see each other until high school. So that's what, three, four years of not seeing each other the no it's a little longer because i was a i ended up because i ended up um being one grade above him because i believe that person um was held back um so it was a few years later i seen him in high school and we seen each other we said what's up and everything but i knew that this friend was not the same person at all um and it wasn't and it's not like they were a terrible person they were just very different they did not live the same lifestyle as I did they didn't you know they didn't walk and talk like I did and that whole thing is at that point I was okay this is who you are this is who I am Um, One of the first things, like we barely like in in high school, we barely spoke, and I'm pretty sure a lot of us have had those experiences. You you went to elementary school with a couple friends, uh, maybe middle school, and then when you got to high school and even after, you don't speak to them no more because your lifestyles simply do not mesh, and that is perfectly fine. There's really no hate with that person. There's nothing like honestly. I wish those people the best. Um, Now I bring this up because I know some of you have gone through or is going through a situation um where you are trying to help a friend with their situation but it's not clicking for them and it's draining you and in some cases it's slowing your own life progress so what do you do then there are there are a few solutions that people will give you but the solution all depends on the foundation of that friendship to be honest with you Um, before you decide to cut ties with with a friend, like if you if this is truly one of your best friends, someone you grew up with, ask yourself, have you really done the best that you could to help that person in need? And this question can get very tricky because depending on the friendship and the situation, the best that you can do will vary. I'll give you an example of what a brother of mine is experiencing. One of his childhood friends is basically borderline homeless. His life is pretty much in shambles. Now, it's easy to say just to help him, you know, it's easy to say just help him find a job, um, help him get into school so he can get back on his feet. But it's not that simple. It really isn't because the person struggling has so many issues that a job in a place to live would not fix the problem. That's how bad it is. Like, he lacks basic social etiquette. His mannerism can scare people away, and he can be he can be um, very rude and obnoxious. Now, the person is not a bad person, okay? He's not bad. He's not terrible. The problem with him is he's so far behind with society that if he doesn't get the right support and help, he's only going to fall behind even more okay so my brother and i were discussing what he's done or what he can do to help him and i was basically saying what you do with him matters so as friends right you know most of our friendships have a lot to do with hanging out going to parties chilling um you know, doing things that you know that friends do for the most part. What you do with your friends, you just do a lot of layback back stuff, right? Um, and then you ha- you also have the friends that help you improve yourself, like they really push you to be better. My whole thing was in this in this specific in this certain situation. What I was telling my my brother was, if you are participating in activities that are luxury with this person, then you are now part of his problem because you're not really helping him. So if you're hanging out with him during your downtime, but he's always down even after you leave, my solution was to at least cut out the unnecessary behaviors between that friendship. So if it's linking up and drinking, if it's linking up and smoking, linking up and partying, you need to debt all of those things. Because even though you're doing fine, even though you have your shit together, even though you have a job or you're going to school and you're still able to manage all that while you're partying or drinking and, and having your leisure time of smoking and all that. Your friend doesn't your friend. You go to your friend To do all of those things, but he's still struggling. So, so even though even though you do nothing, at least what I'm saying is, even if you don't do anything else, at least stop doing whatever is not helping. So, if you can't help in any other way, at least cut out the things that aren't helping him. That's that's basically what I was saying in that regard. Because the whole thing is, you can go ahead and enjoy yourself with all your other friends you can have your downtime with other people but in this situation this person they can't afford downtime right now they can't afford leisure they can't afford luxury right now you can't hang out with them and act like they had a good productive week because they didn't so yeah you'll say well i've 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 given them job applications i've tried to help them find places to live and all that they just don't get it that's fine we get that but you're not helping if you're still allowing them to consume things that they don't need that's the whole thing you're 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 providing him a crutch more than helping him get on his feet that's the issue and 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 when it comes to friendships you have to be very careful with how you help your friends um And yes, I can tell in this situation, my brother loves this person very much. He loves him. He loves him because they grew up together. And that is fine. And during our conversation, I was also explaining to him like, yo, everything you want to happen for him, it's really not that simple for this person, because I can tell you this person is still traumatized from their childhood. He goes on and tells me, how are you still traumatized at this age? I'll I'll explain that. So when you come from a household that is very toxic to the point where, because I asked him, I said, like, where's his family? Like, where is his mom or his dad, aunts, uncles, cousins? Where are these people who can help him? He said, all he knows is his mom, but they don't speak or anything like that. I was like, okay, fine if anything my assumption my pre- my my evaluation might you know because the way his you know based off his mannerisms and the things he talk about out loud if anything he may have had a very traumatic experience early on in his childhood that ultimately never got resolved he was never able to vent about it he was never able to get support on it and, and anything and it just went on and it continued so now when he goes around and he does things that are not okay it simply me is it, it simply shows you that his mom never really corrected him his mom thought it was okay too so if his mom thinks it's okay he's gonna go out and do whatever it is it's harder for someone to actually lis- listen to someone else outside of the home if mom already feels like if mom ain't correcting it then it obviously it means it's okay And now that that puts more of a burden on us who are the friends, because it's like, do we have to go out and teach this person how to actually live a life? I I won't say you don't. I don't. I mean, if you really want to, you go ahead and do that. But we're not really obligated to do that. It takes a very strong soul to do something like that. Your life has to be committed to that one person in order for them to, to, to get to that level, to get to that point. But my basic solution was basically at least, at least cut the ties of doing the things that he doesn't need to be doing. That's the least you can do. You can go ahead and do it with other people, do with people who got their stuff together. But this person doesn't have their things together. So if you don't have your things together, there's certain things you should not be doing at this point in time. The only thing, the only time you should be linking up with him is probably helping him find a job. Helping him apply for a job, helping him get into school, helping him find a, a training t- to get a skill set, something. Not to be chilling and all that. Because every time you're chilling, you chilling because you just had a good week, a good productive week. He's chilling because he ain't got nothing else to do. You get what I'm saying? That's the difference. And yes, you can help him, but you're gonna the way you help him is very important. And the way you help him, it's always going to be out of love but at some point you have to change how you help him. And if you really want to see that person get out of the stage that they're in. Now, if you do cut those ties and they, that person really dislikes that and they no longer speak to you down the line in the long run, they'll come back and thank you for that. They might hate you now, but they're probably going to thank you in the long run. Friendship is crazy. Um, there's so many different angles of friendship that you have to know your friend in order to see how you can help them and sometimes we get so lost in just helping him the same way we've been helping them over and over and over again that we don't realize we're not really helping them because at this point you're just you they've become so comfortable with you assisting them that they know that you're always going to be there At some point, you need to tell them I'm not always going to be here because what about your life? And that's what my that's what my brother was trying to explain to me. His life (laughs) is a priority first, like his own life. And that's very true. You know, a couple of our other brothers was like, you know, just stop talking to him. Because once he realizes people not going to rock with him unless he gets his stuff together, that might trigger it. I was just saying you can still be his friend, but just not in the practice of doing things he don't need to be doing. He'll appreciate that over time. He's not he's not going to really like it right now because his head, his mind is all messed up. But if you if you visit him. Maybe like once every week or every other week or something like that, and you and you and you bring certain things like do not include the unnecessary practices. Leave that home Do it with other people Who ha- who has their stuff together But for him he don't need that Would you If you see a homeless person on the street Would you offer them A shot Do Is that what they need right now A shot Would you offer them a blunt Would you ask them to come out and party with you A homeless person on the street is that, Those are the first things that? Is that the first thing you'd offer them No That's not you would, you would try to figure out how they can find a, a place to live, a job, see if they can get some education. Because one of my biggest fears of this person is they're going to get swallowed up in this economy because the world is changing very fast. And although he might be able to get a job now, it's going to be tougher for him to get a job five years down the line. If he doesn't get a move on now. And it's just going to. it's it, the, the gap is just going to get wider. And wider for him. Which will be harder for him to adapt. To society. That's my biggest fear. Um, So my whole thing. Like I said. We all have our limitations with friends. I just feel like. If that person is really holding you back. I don't say my my the first solution isn't to cut ties with them unless it's so toxic that they that you have to, right? The, everyone has their breaking point, everyone has their boundaries. Um remember we talked about that. So if you have your breaking point where you really can't rock with somebody anymore, fine. But if you feel but you can help someone in different ways. Um sometimes it doesn't look like it's help. Sometimes it doesn't feel like you're helping them. But in the long run, it's. I always look at the long road ahead. If what you're doing with the friend is not helpful in any way, the least you can do is to cut that out. That's it. Now, if you're still listening to this podcast and you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, what are you doing? Hit that subscribe button so you can get all the latest notifications of our content and we can't be friends if you haven't subscribed yet that's the bottom line you need to subscribe 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 leave comments like all of that and make sure you share with your friends and your family all right so let's get into the next segment all right so last week some women came out and exposed the behaviors of chris styles now who's chris styles Chris Stiles is the host of the famous podcast Trapping Anonymous. He's a musical artist and, well, ex-host of one of the biggest events in hip hop industry, Duse Palooza. So last Monday on April 27th, Chris Stiles was accused of sexually assaulting, manipulating and coursing numerous women. This all started with screenshots of a dialogue that took place between Rory Farrell, who worked with Chris Styles, and someone who had information about what Chris had been doing behind closed doors. Now, apparently multiple women have reported that Chris sexually harassed them or assaulted them in some way and in some cases where they just gave in and had sex with them. In some cases, it was for concert tickets. You had people questioning the actions because these were just stories and you really can't go by what Twitter says because they're just screenshots. You don't really know where this source is coming from. Now, a few hours later in that same day, screenshots were revealed of the conversations Chris had with these women that were ultimately inappropriate. I remember reading one of the screenshots and it was the one about the tickets To like a concert, and the woman was just asking for additional information about receiving the tickets. In the message, Chris allegedly replied by saying, and I'm paraphrasing in quotes, we aren't even having sex. We won't go into what the rest of the conversation was like, but let's just say the woman did not have the same energy as Styles. Ever since these stories came out about Styles and his sexual behaviors towards these women, so many events have transpired. DUCE Palooza came out with a statement on Twitter stating, we are aware of the allegation made against one of our staff members. We are currently conducting an internal investigation around this allegation. Until the investigation has been concluded, that staff member has been placed on indefinite leave. So shout out to DUCE Palooza for taking the right steps with everything going on. Guys, always remember The brand is bigger than the performer. The brand is always going to be bigger than the performer, unless you're Beyonce. Now, once all of these allegations took place, rape culture had awakened. And this caused so many people to come out and speak about their own experiences with rape, sexual assault and harassment, which is good because it's important to share and raise awareness on matters like this. But what also happens is there's misunderstanding from genders, mostly men, fellas, fellas, fellas. When a woman is trying to explain her story about what she's been through, her pain, her anguish and the robbery of her most prized possession. Just shut the fuck up for once. I'm online and I see guys who are confused as to what Chris Styles did wrong, um, claiming saying things like. He didn't sleep with some of them. He didn't rape them. Um, He was just being an asshole. My whole thing is there's so many things wrong with what Chris did that you cannot ignore it. You have to be naive if you ignore something like this. For one, he was trying to use his professional status as a way to sleep with someone. That's super lame. That means you're relying on your job. You're relying on your money. You're relying on who you are in the industry, which isn't really a big figure. You're just you know, you you have some status, but it's you ain't no you ain't no mega star to sleep with women. You're corny and you're desperate at this point. Second, he was chatting like he was entitled to the box. I think that's the problem with certain men. They walk around with this idea that women owe them the box because they've done a good deed here and there, as if The woman would have died if the deed wasn't committed. At this point, you don't even see women as humans anymore; they are just an object and a trade off to you. Now it's all fun and games until you're exposed. It's all fun and games until it's your daughter. It's all fun and games until it's your niece. You get you get me. So as men, all women are asking for is to listen and to try to understand. It helps both parties. Yes. We know boys get molested and raped as well, but women do not make it an issue when they hear about it. They do not attempt to discredit the victim's story. I understand there are storytellers and they will be exposed in due time, but just respect women's experiences. They already have trouble being heard when it comes to other issues and it doesn't cost you anything to listen. You might learn something. Okay. Um, Something else that bothered me during this whole situation someone thought it would be a good idea to create a Twitter page that exposes sexual predators at first thought you would say this is a good idea but is it really this is a page created by someone we do not know they created the page in like five minutes and in five minutes they were able to get information on men who were rapists and predators in five minutes. How does that make any sense at all? What you're causing now is the defamation of young men who are more than likely innocent. The issue I have is without any proof, any validation, a young brother's character and identity is being questioned by likely false accusations because someone decided to create a page in five minutes and went on the guy's Instagram pages, screenshotted their accounts, Label them rapists and sexual predators. I am not discrediting rape victims and sexual assault victims. I'm frustrated because an unreliable source is possibly committing false accusations. Shit like this can get very ugly for these brothers, especially when they're innocent. That is not the way to go about handling situations like this. Um... Another reason why those pages weren't credible is because I paid very close attention to the wording of each experience. It was all the same. It seemed like the same person was trying to tell a different story every time they um, they posted a different guy. This isn't it. We have to do better. If you want to make an anonymous page and talk about your experiences, by all means, go ahead. But don't go out and posting people on your page and branding them as rapists just because it's he say, she say. That's not how it works. Because you can have a family member. Right. How would you feel if you just seen your family member on some random exposing NJ rapist page? The page is incredible. It was it was made today by a person who probably lives at home with their parents who isn't working right now and just decided i'm gonna make a page and just start posting young men mostly young black men um again i'm not discrediting people who are victims of of these of these um of sexual assault and rape the issue is the the um the action that took place with this of the whole posting people um and not and not getting credible sources you don't know if these sources are credible and then the people who believe stuff like this you need a reality check you have to you can't be this naive man it, it, it you can't be these are high school kids more than likely and these high school kids do not understand the consequences of doing something like this someone can get killed someone innocent can get killed for doing something like this okay please chill out guys all this happened because of chris styles now i it's over it's over for chris styles at least in this industry and this i just want to tell y'all like fellas (laughs) y'all y'all gotta really chill out with this whole entitlement women don't really owe y'all anything all right um stop doing things stop doing nice things to get um pussy and fate in in return just stop it that's you're really pathetic at that point all right um and yes there are women who lie (laughs) everyone lies those liars will get exposed okay and stop saying men get raped too we know that we don't discredit that women do not brush it off like men brush it off okay there's a lot to talk about in these in these discussions but that was just my take on it um if you're going to help someone if you're going to be nice to someone do it wholeheartedly do it genuinely don't do it asking for a favor in return and if you are going to do it, if you are going to ask for a favor in return don't don't ask for something where you where they're gonna they gotta give up their dignity like really (laughs) really again like i said it's all fun and games until it's your mama your daughter your your sister your niece like come on bro my goodness (laughs) oh man anyways don't forget to follow me on twitter and instagram you guys gene the genius that's j-e-e-n-t-h-e-j-e-e-n-i-u-s i post cool stuff sometimes all right follow me um interact with me. I have I always post a lot of questions and I do polls sometimes. I do things about music and sports and everything like you know, you can add me, follow me, all that stuff, okay? All right, this last segment right here, I found it on Twitter and it was an interesting segment. It was an interesting take. Um and it was from a tweet that this guy had mentioned and this is how the tweet went. Um it said Black men are not properly loved until we make money. Is this really a true statement? It can be. I mean, it depends on how you look at it, because at what stage are we really talking about? I'll just stick with manhood, but it also has a correlation with how they are loved or how they perceived love during childhood as well. In many instances, black men are not properly loved until they have money because we feel like we aren't enough. There are men who, be, who come from families and backgrounds where the women pick the man who has money, regardless of how he got it. The bottom line is he got it. And when he does have it, she isn't with him because she actually loves him. She's only with him for security purposes. Yes, a man is supposed to provide. So it is his obligation to make money and provide. But when women make that the only thing, it can be very discouraging. You're basically saying men don't matter because they aren't making enough money. I don't believe every woman thinks this way, but there are women out there who do. And they're more outspoken about their preferences on men than the women who do not worry about money so much. We see it all the time. Now, social media has been a huge platform for women to speak out about their relationship preferences. I've seen women say money isn't a huge factor. Um, I've seen I've also seen other women who say money is very important and it needs to be accessible pronto if they need it. Meaning if you ain't got it, you're disqualified to even talk to them. There are other women that require you to at least be financially stable. They're they're not asking you to have six-figure income off the rip, but what they're expecting from you is to know how to manage your own pockets. It shouldn't bother us men when women demand us to be providers of the house. Some women have higher expectations than others. Just like us men, we have higher expectations than other men different preferences. That's fine. That's what makes this relationship thing interesting. It shows that women actually believe we're more than capable of taking on the role of a provider. I feel certain men shouldn't take this as a woman asking for too much. I mean, some do, you know, some women really do ask for too much. Maybe they've never had any at all. Um, or maybe they grew up in a household where they're giving everything. So if you're the if you don't know how to give this woman everything, she's not the woman for you. OK. Um. And and, and men should accept that challenge as long as they're within reach of, of 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 handling that challenge. Right. It can only make you better if she's asking you to be the provider. How is that hurting you? it's not hurting you it's going to make you better she she sees in you that you're capable of being a provider but if you're not willing to be the provider she will go find someone else there are there are so much men out there who are more than willing to be providers and if you don't want to be the provider she'll leave you you have to accept that um So you just got to accept the challenge. It can, like I said, it can only make you better. At the end of the day, you just got to find a woman that is down for you and will accept you for who you are and is willing to support you while you work on building yourself. Some women do not have time for that, and they have every right to not want that type of lifestyle. But every lifestyle has a consequence of some sort. So That's for both men and women. I will say this as a man. It is our responsibility to have good judgment on the women we date. It is our responsibility to have good judgment on the women we sleep with, the women we have kids with, the women we marry. So if you do not know what you're looking for from a woman, you will struggle to be with one. So don't go. Don't go sleeping and marrying someone until you really know what you want. If you do not have your expectations, you will end up with anyone. Know what you bring to the table. Be a solid person. Share your goals with your lady. Support her as much as you need support from her. Learn to communicate. Ask her how she wants to be loved. Don't play the guessing game. Respect each other's time and boundaries. Although that statement might have some truth in it, like I said, although that's that initial statement might have some truth, it doesn't tell the entire story. So if you ever felt like you aren't enough, I'm here to tell you that you are. Thank you all for tuning in today. This has been another edition of the Genius Corner. Make sure you guys subscribe to the Talk YouTube channel, and you can also find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and the Apple Podcast app. It's very important you guys subscribe. You guys have to subscribe. That's how you stay up to date with our latest content. And with that being said, I'm out. Deuces.